How is the American economy doing? According to the latest Federal Reserve Beige Book, prospect of the COVID-19 vaccine has bolstered business optimism heading into 2021. But what about the CPG industry specifically? So if you guys have not watched or listened to the last four episodes of this Beige Book series, you might be asking yourself, what is the Beige Book? And maybe even asking yourself why you should care about it and what it says about the economy. The Beige Book is a Federal Reserve System publication about current economic conditions across all 12 Federal Reserve districts. It characterizes regional economic conditions and prospects based on a variety of mostly qualitative information gathered directly from district sources. So that qualitative point is important because a lot of the data that comes out of the government is quantitative. The Federal Reserve districts, the different bank officials actually go out and interview, sometimes they do phone, sometimes they do surveys to really get some information and sometimes some really good quotes from specific regions or cities within their district. And this is important for CPG companies because just with a few clicks of your mouse, you're instantly like a national brand because you're sold on your own direct consumer site or Amazon. And sometimes that lulls you into believing that you can just offer everything in a one size fits all approach. That's not the case. And this actual publication kind of provides you a little bit of color to understand that the American economy is much more than a one size fits all approach. So this hopefully can give you a little bit of an insight around regionalities, different things that are happening. Definitely during like COVID-19, these last five reports and why I created the series is that things have been changing so wildly and so rapidly that it's very important for you to really pay attention to that and know and kind of take advantage or leverage some of that information to create advantages in your business. So every 45 days, the Federal Reserve puts out a beige book. I'm going to kind of continue this series until you know things kind of slow down and maybe it doesn't change from beige book to beige book. But so you guys don't have to read the publication each 45 days. I break it down. This series does take the five highlights um, from different Federal Reserve bank districts um, that I thought was most important to the CPG industry. And I'll also kind of include some additional commentary that will definitely provide some additional insights that will be useful to you and your company. But before I get started on the Federal Reserve Beige Book that was just released on January 13th of 2021, I do have some additional retail numbers from the U.S. Census Bureau that will add a little bit extra quantitative data to the qualitative data that I'm about to present. Consumers slowed their monthly spending again in December with monthly retail sales totaling $540.9 billion, a decrease in 0.7% from the previous month, but it was up 2.9% above last year's December numbers. Quarter four sales overall were up 4% from the previous year. Drilling down to more CPG data, grocery sales were down 1.7% month over month, but were up 7.9% year over year. Additionally, e-commerce sales continued to be strong, but slowed from previous month by 5.8%. They did though grow 19.2% year over year. 
And before I roll into just the five highlights um, from the different district banks of the Federal Reserve, I did want to make just a note around the vaccines and maybe how that affects the CPG industry. Now, vaccine rollouts will increase mobility and mobility and kind of comfort and feeling good about being able to return to normal life will then shift some of the spending back into experiences, back into services and away from goods, which the CPG industry has benefited wildly because of that shift over the last probably year. So unless the CPG brands do have like large exposure to food services side of things, they are expected to have a little bit less growth. Um, also just year over year comps are gonna be a little bit tough for some of these CPG brands to sustain that. But just so you guys see or understand maybe sometimes like what a headline read means to the CPG industry. Now, that doesn't mean that all CPG brands will have the same effect to this vaccine rolling out, but net overall in terms of the greater CPG industry, the vaccine rollout, the quicker that rolls out in 2021, the technically the worst off the CPG industry will be from a sales perspective. Now rolling into the five highlights, the first one that I wanna talk about is from the New York Federal Reserve Bank and they report consumer spending weakened since the last report and retail holiday spending has been mixed. Sales at major retailers in New York have been dismal, reflecting a lack of both tourist and office workers. However, retailers in upstate New York and other parts of the district reported that sales improved somewhat in December and were on or a bit above plan, though still down sharply from a year ago. Businesses' input prices overall have continued to rise moderately with some reporting substantial upward pressure on prices paid. Businesses in most sectors expect further increases in the prices they pay in the months ahead. Similarly, selling prices have accelerated modestly, led by fairly widespread hikes among retailers. Looking ahead, a rising proportion of the businesses indicated plans to raise their selling prices in the next few months. So continuation from the last few reports in terms of like the urban flight really hurting the New York City area. Also working from home has created pressure in terms of the retail sector in New York City and additional government restrictions and the increasing COVID-19 over the last couple of months did hurt the tourism activity for New York City as well. I did also want to note the New York district was really the most aggressive in terms of talking about price increases and really like what that is going to mean. I think almost every one of the districts talked about prices increasing, inflation happening, and a lot of those retailers or distributors or wholesalers having to pass those prices up. So those prices are going to ultimately hit the consumer. And I think 2021, we're gonna really see a good amount of inflation across a lot of the consumer staple and consumer discretionary items. Now, the second, highlight that I want to bring is coming from the Richmond Federal Reserve Bank and they report modest declines in business since the last report and those businesses surveyed said sales were below year ago levels. E-commerce was strong but some retailers said sales were limited to customer capacity constraints that reduced foot traffic. Meanwhile some pop-up retailers developed buying and leasing property 
where former retailers had gone out of business. Shipping volumes remained near record highs and were substantially above year-ago levels. While there was strength in both import and export shipments, import levels remained above export levels. Contacts reported increases in produce imports, while meat and grains were strong on the export side. Additionally, trucking volumes had held fairly steady at high levels, and demand exceeded supply as a shortage of drivers partially attributed to suspensions of training programs during the pandemic constrained trucking capacity. Trucking rates were elevated, with one contact reporting customers were offering to pay more to renew their contracts early because of the capacity shortage. Interesting note about some of the closed retailers kind of getting new life as the phoenix kind of rising from the ashes. I think that is a natural rebirth that is going to happen from the economic effects of COVID-19. This can sometimes be a good thing. In the short term, you know, it's definitely seen as a bad thing. If stores are closing, these are stores that are already producing results or had been producing results and had jobs associated with them. But some of this new blood, some of these new ideas could be the foundation for this district to grow in the future. Now, secondly, shipping both from like sea freight and trucking, you can really see that our economy has shifted from that service and experience economy back over to like goods and manufacturing. And that has been something that we've seen over the last 12 months. And because of that, you got to move those goods around. So it's tough and there's a lot of constraints or pinch points that are happening with that part of logistics or the supply chain because it just wasn't ready. We didn't have the available bodies, didn't have the CapEx for the needed trucks or the needed ships or containers. Now the third highlight that I wanna bring up is coming from the Chicago Federal Reserve Bank and they report, consumer spending increased slightly. E-commerce sales remained strong, but growth plateaued in part because of shipping challenges. Brick and mortar traffic fell overall during the holiday shopping season. On the food supply side, contacts viewed government payments as an important reason many farms had profits. Corn and soybean prices continued to move higher over the reporting period, spurred by strong export demand. A larger than usual number of acres were planted with winter wheat, encouraged by high prices for wheat and good fall weather. Dairy prices were volatile over the reporting period but ended close to where they started. Cattle prices were generally up but hog prices moved down. Farmland values increased some and ethanol producers continued to struggle but some were helped by growing demand by byproducts such as carbon dioxide for dry ice. While not directly linked, some of these government payments when we have these stimulus payment going directly to the consumer and those going to arguably the lower earning side of the American economy, that generally gets spent. That money goes straight back into the economy. That's why those stimulus payments get sent out by the government. And a lot of times that money is actually getting spent on food because at the lowest end of the economic earners, they actually are struggling right now to have enough of food because of job loss and a lot of other economic challenges that they're dealing with. And I think I read like one out of six or one out of seven children currently are being underfed, which is completely unacceptable, I think, with the richest country in the world not being able to feed our children. Hopefully we can kind of figure out that and government can figure that out, private industry can figure that out to make sure that that doesn't happen in the future. 
Now, secondarily, we're just talking about some of those pricing increases coming from the inputs. That's gonna roll into a lot of the CPG grocery items because a lot of those like corn and wheat and soybeans are main items that are used in a lot of these food items that you buy in your grocery. So you should expect those probably to increase over the next year. Another interesting note and just the resiliency, I think, of the U.S. economy and farmers as a whole is that corn producers that produce ethanol um, sell that to ethanol producers because mobility is down and some of that ethanol is being used for fuel they have been struggling right now, but actually there's a byproduct that happens in that production now, carbon dioxide that's used for dry ice. Dry ice is used for one of the vaccines to keep it cold. It needs to be at a very low temperature and dry ice is the way to do that. So it's just very interesting how resilient the US economy is when everything can kind of ebb and flow as it needs. The fourth highlight that I do wanna bring up is coming from the Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank and they report consumer spending rose modestly. Many Minnesota retailers saw lighter foot traffic during the holidays, but some reported that it nonetheless exceeded their scaled back expectations. Online sales were widely and significantly higher, but contacts suggested that total sales for many would fall modestly short of last year particularly for small retailers. North Dakota retailers had cautious holiday expectations. A South Dakota contact said retailers saw a real mixed bag. Rural consumers have been more willing to shop in person, so foot traffic in smaller communities seems to be steady. Depending on where you live, this particular highlight that I brought up from the Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank can really kind of shine light into telling how different the US economy is in terms of just getting back to normal life. Being in Austin, Texas, in a major city, people are not necessarily all that excited to go back to normal life. But if you're living maybe in West Texas, in a rural community, or in rural South Dakota, North Dakota, things have really gone back to normal. You are back to shopping normally, going back to your normal life. And this highlight just kind of really struck me as something that should be brought to light. So anybody just kind of in that one size fits all approach to marketing or communication could really dial into some of these areas, um, specifically if you're dealing with grocery stores in some of these areas um, and making sure you are attacking the input traffic at a higher rate with some of that trade marketing. The last highlight that I did want to bring up was from the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank and they report retail sales picked up in general, but varied somewhat by region. Holiday sales were stronger than expected given the pandemic, but weaker than past holiday seasons. Retailers in areas where local governments reinstated limitations on commerce and mobility in response to the recent virus surge saw a large negative impact on sales. Reports highlighting foot traffic varied widely, with some contacts noting empty stores and shopping malls, and others mentioning customers in long wait lines. Some specialty retailers, including for pet products, reported strong sales. Others mentioned weaker sales for discretionary products due to consumers' focus on purchases for essential products. E-commerce volumes increased notably relative to brick-and-mortar stores 
and contacts reported that the pandemic has further accelerated the shift towards online sales. Contacts in areas that depend more heavily on tourism, such as Alaska and Hawaii, reported that holiday retail sales were significantly below levels from past seasons. Demand for logistics and delivery services rose further with providers working at full capacity. Shipping service quotas were implemented on many big box companies, with some reporting order backlogs and shipping delays due to increased online sales volume during the holiday period. Out of all the Federal Reserve districts, I think the San Francisco one was the most varied in terms of what they reported. There was this kind of wild swings from one side to the other. You had some stores and malls that seemed to be completely empty you had other ones that had lines around them. But I think the moral of the story is that regardless of where you're at, you probably should just be in the pet industry because they are seeing extremely high sales right now. And for my online retailer community, you know, the direct-to-consumer and some people that focus on the omni-channel retailers, though the district bank officials did not use the shipmageddon jargon, they did obviously note that that was a real big issue as a lot of pinch points were happening on the logistics side during the holiday season with increased e-commerce activity. Now to change this up from some of the previous piece of content for the beige book, I did want to leave you guys with just two like non-CPG related like quotes or things that came from the beige book that I thought was just really important to bring up. The first one is from a hotel proprietor and they basically were painting a very bleak picture saying, you know, the local government is not allowing anybody to eat inside the restaurants. No bars are open at my hotel. I can't open for breakfast. I can't open the pool. I can't open any of the amenities. So why should anybody stay with me? It really just like handcuffs that hotel proprietor, they have no real options. They feel like they're in a very dire situation. They can't fix anything because why should somebody come and stay in their hotel? Why should somebody visit their town or community? Because nothing's open and what can they do? How can they overcome this? It's just unfortunate to hear those types of stories. And then a second note was kind of like on the employment side and it was talking about how multiple contacts mentioned technology equity issues coming down to like broadband availability. Just about every business at this point runs on technology. I always kind of mention that it's a matter of time before every business realizes that they're a technology company. And this is creating huge issues in the job market right now because a lot of people just don't have either the availability of broadband internet or they don't have the computer skills available to them to get these jobs. So there's a huge retraining that needs to happen. Also, that broadband internet needs to be something that's offered across the country. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed this beige book breakdown. If you guys have any questions about anything that I mentioned, I'd love to answer those for you guys. Or if you guys just have any comments or questions around the US economy right now, I would love to hear about those as well.